stuff that we care about, you know? Um, did you... What are your thoughts on E3 as a whole? Like, were you looking for it? No. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, um, I... Uh, I mean, E3 always inevitably bleeds into my life as these announcements... You know, I care about the announcements. Right. Um, but it's not something that I watch or, like, keep up on. I sort of, you know, when certain things lead into my existence, that's when I become aware of them. I see. And somebody's like, oh, did you see this thing at E3? And if it sounds interesting to me after they tell me about it, then I'll check it out. Right. Um, I don't really sit through all of the coverage. Mm-hmm. I just hit the things that I probably would have heard about anyway. Okay. So, yeah, for, for me, E3 is not really that important because... It's usually a bunch of big games that I will hear about anyway, one way or another. Right. So it's, um, I don't want to say I don't care. That's a little, that's a little too far. Okay. But I don't care that much. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good to know. Good to know. What about you? You care about E3? You know, uh, you know, I care about stuff. You know, I like to know stuff. So sometimes care isn't the right word. But it's, like, this weird desire to, like, know. Like, I, you know, I have an Android device, you know? But, like, I really want to know what happens at, like, those Google conferences. Sure. Um, And I don't have an iPhone device. But I also want to know what happens there, you know? So, similarly with video games, it's, like, currently I'm a dedicated PS4 player. I don't play PC. I play Wii U a little bit with you. Yep. We don't have an Xbox One. We do not. But as a whole, I just want to know, like, what are people, what's, what, what's the scuttlebutt, you know? I see. So, um, so that's kind of what was going on. Plus, I do this other podcast, um, and that's game-centric, so this year I felt more specifically I really had to push myself to be on the up and up. Do you think you paid attention more this year than ever before? 100%. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, usually I could have waited a week or so and, like, check out some website and be like, what you missed at E3 and just kind of skim down that list. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm yeah. more like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. this year I queued up, like, every conference I could find, sat, watched for hours. It was work. Yeah, it seems boring. <laughs> <laughs> it almost was. <laughs> um, all right, so we got a couple things here that we... Uh, wanted to talk about, and we'll start off with the announced release date of Pokemon Go, well, which actually isn't totally announced. It's like July, sometime in July, right? Um, so we we've played games by Niantic before. We have uh, Ingress. Yes, we are Ingress players. I am almost always at least low key playing Ingress. There's very few weeks out of my year since I started playing Ingress where I haven't at least played once that week. Okay. I would say. I Ingress today. Did you? Yeah, well, I, I was, uh, we were in the city and I was waiting for a friend. Hmm. So I was like, what's going on around here? So I Ingressed a bit. I hacked all me. I feel gotcha. like I, I attack too much in Ingress. Uh, I don't attack very often because it's pointless unless it's a place that you're going to be able to actively defend. See, I, I do it for the experience. Well, that too. But Not I'm already level 8. And sure, sure. That's the experience fair. has become less important to me since I turned level 8. Even That's though true. I know you can still move forward, I just care less for some right. reason. Uh, so just a quick overview of Ingress first. Is, uh, it was a game developed by Niantic Labs, which was owned by Google at the time. Um, it's a game... I think this company also made Field Trip or something like that, which is an app that's very similar in that... It uses your geotag and notifies you when there's interesting historical marks around. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So what Ingress does is it allows players to make these historical places portals for an alternate reality game. Right. An ARG, if you will. (laughs) I uh, won't. You won't. I will not. Yeah, but essentially, so you actually have to go to these places where the portals are and you can attack them or defend them or hack them or whatever, various things. There's World, two teams. Right, worldwide there's two teams. Yeah. Uh, what team are you on? We are Team Blue, both you and I. Yeah, Viva la Resistance. Viva la Resistance. <laughs> um, so that being said, Niantic is no longer part of Google, I believe, and they went off to do their own thing, which is this Pokemon Go game. Which they must have developed with Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's where it was announced, I believe, was during the Nintendo Treehouse stream. That makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, so it uses very similar methodology in that it uses your geolocation. You have to go two places to find Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You'll battle the Pokemon on the spot, capture them or whatever, and so on and so forth. 
Um, we've been excited. We've been excited, yeah, since the whenever that Nintendo announcement was last year. Or sometime. Last year, yeah. Yeah, because we we like Ingress and we like Pokemon, so this seems up our alley. Up your alley. It's up my alley. Um, yeah, I, I um, I'm looking forward to it. It's I, I definitely am interested in seeing what it really looks like. I, I listened to a few different people talk about it, and I'm still sort of confused about what it actually physically looks like. Okay. Um, and also, I guess we should mention the fact that that watch exists. There's a so the game itself, Pokemon Go, is going to be free. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, there's a peripheral. Let's pause for a second, too, because I heard there are going to be in-game transactions in Pokemon Go, but we do not yet know what those are or how much those will cost or, like, what the, their effects okay. will be. That's fair. And that makes sense, I guess. They have totally to make money. Totally makes sense, yeah. Uh, but there's a peripheral that's thirty four ninety nine. I don't know what it's called, but they just call the whole thing Pokemon, Pokemon Go Plus. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and it's basically a teardrop-shaped Pokeball on, like, a rope band that you wear on your wrist. And I believe what it does is probably Bluetooth connects to your phone. That's correct. And then it will itself look for... It does. And it, like, vibrates or it blinks, right. I think. I think it blinks. Because, so if you know anything about Ingress, you have to, like, walk around looking at your phone to find where these portals are and access them. Right. I imagine it's the same for Pokemon Go. What this allows you to do is probably lock your phone while still having the app open in the background. Right. And it'll, like, play in the background and then you won't have to whip out your phone until something happens. Yeah. So I don't know if I mean, yeah, thirty four ninety nine is like a lot. Like I'll That's just a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll play it when I want to play it, and I won't when I want. Right. Yeah, I uh, also think it's worth mentioning too that uh, apparently in the creation of this game they pulled all the data from Ingress specifically. Hmm. So I think the Pokemon are going. I don't know if they're going to be in the exact same locations as the portals uh. are already for Ingress, um, but somehow it is still going to be like sort of historical landmarks and stuff like that. I see. Which I think is really more than anything just to keep people out of like shady alleyways and right, shit. Be, like they right. have to be. Like if uh, some kid's walking down the street and there's an abandoned building. Right. And he sees that there's a Snorlax over there. He's right. Like, oh, yeah. It won't make you go yeah. in there. Um, yeah. I did read that as well. So. Yeah. It's something like you could keep. You have to. There's an item in the game called candy. And it's okay. candy that allows you to upgrade your Pokemon. Oh, like rare candy. Yeah. Okay. And I think you yourself level up. And I think as you level up, more Pokemon become available for you to capture. That makes sense. And I also believe the initial run of this game is going to only be the original 150. Yes, that's what I heard as well. Yeah. So what I imagine is these pay transactions that you're talking about probably be the candy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing we didn't talk about either, so if you don't know, is that the Pokemon traditionally are from certain areas right and that's gonna be factored into this game yeah i'm worried about this if i'm being honest like you don't like if you want a tentacruel you don't want to have to drive all the way down to the beach to get one right well and i'm worried too like uh, like will i have to be in california like are snorlax only mm. in kansas like right. you know i i don't know what we're talking about here like is it going to be impossible to collect all 150 if you don't first of all don't live in a populated area i mean obviously we live here i imagine there should be a lot of pokemon sure. in and around new york city um but uh, like if i lived in kansas i would be worried there is no ocean in fact well um, is there lakes yeah because i'm wondering how like liberal they'll be with like what they consider and again like i still don't understand exactly like i want it to be not not easy to collect all 150 it should be a challenge to a certain extent but i don't want to th- think i have to travel more than an hour in any right. direction to be able to catch all 150 i think that's unfair well that's the thing about ingress though and why it was hard to like constantly keep up with it because if you really want to participate in it full-blown you kind of have to travel yeah um or like around your apartment there's like four or five portals that are like kind of worth something right um but there's no point in going out of your way for a single portal yeah. What you're looking for are, like, farms. Right. So there's one out in Morristown, which is, like, a 30, 40-minute drive. Yep. But is it worth it to drive there just to walk around and play on your phone and then drive back home? Right. The answer is no. We've done it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's a good question. So I guess we'll see. And also, I mean, Ingress has evolved a butt ton. I mean, it's been out for years. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let them get this build out, I guess, and we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I agree. Because yeah. there's also no trading is also what I heard. Oh, I heard that there was going to be, but there isn't yet. But that, that could, might just be a rumor. Right. That could be true. And if that ha- happens, then that could be different. Right. 
Um, but same thing, I would imagine, geologically, you have to be... Geologically, is that right? Geography-wise. Geographically. Geographically. You have to be next to each other to trade, I would imagine. Yeah, yes, correct. That's correct. And I also think that... I saw something oh, uh, mention there's gyms that exist. Oh. You can, oh, yeah. And there's teams that exist, too. I was wondering about that. And apparently the teams right now, anyway, are under the working titles of Red, Blue, and Yellow, which mm. makes sense because of the original 150. Um, so there's an amount of, like, teaming up to defeat gym leaders and stuff like that, too, that I, I heard some vague rumblings of, so... Anyway, I don't have all the information right now, so I don't want to like. That's surprising to me. This is the first time learning about oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah, because I was really curious if there were teams because it's, again, the way Ingress works is that it's team based, and because it uses cell signals and the main data for the Ingress interface exists on like a server or a cloud somewhere. There's like a latency thing. Right. If I do this thing, it may take a second for you to see what I did, even if right. you're next to me. So, like, if you and I are playing together. Well, we both get alerted that there's a Pokemon in the area. And if we do both get alerted, is it first person to get it? Or do right. we both have access to get it? Right, right, right. So that's something that's kind of interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the gym leaders, just uh, for more information on that too, the way that you battle um, the gym leaders Pokemon is a tap-based mechanism, which mm. seems kind of boring. Um, but I, And then I don't know what leveling up your Pokemon is worth, but maybe the taps are worth more damage points or something but yeah you fight it as a team and everybody's sitting around gotcha tapping that's probably really good like fun good um yeah because that's the thing too about this game is that there's a baby outside there's totally a baby outside uh is that it's not like you don't sit down and play it Mm -hmm. and really you shouldn't like i'm going out to go play pokemon go it's more like you're on the go. Yeah. Let's see what's going on in the app. Yeah, I agree. That's probably the most fulfilling way to play it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, but, yeah. Are you... Are you? Yeah. I mean, okay. we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. I'm looking forward we're to excited. seeing it, but it's definitely something I think I want to see before I, I leap to any, any judgments on this one. But I have high hopes. Yeah. So, with that, let's talk about a game that you tried to play but could not get into. Okay. And that game is called Skyrim. That game is called Skyrim. E3 announced that they are doing a remastered version of Skyrim. Now, Skyrim is like number four of the Elder Scrolls series published by Bethesda Games. It's in a long line of games like this. Uh, It's the most popular one. Hugely. Way more popular than all the rest. I haven't even heard of any of the rest of them. Yeah. So... Or I hadn't. They're remastering it for current gen. PS4, Xbox One. Um, I played it a lot, personally. Yeah, I know you did. Most Um, people did. But, you did not. Well, people who played it, played it. Yeah. And they played it a fucking lot. Right. That's how that game goes. Right. Um, I did not. And it's mostly because open world games are not for me. Now, interesting you say that. Okay. And we're not... We may not talk a lot about Skyrim just because of that, but I want to slightly transition into another open-world game that was announced that you are excited for. Sure. Which is called... Breath of the Wild. Yes. Legend of Zelda. Hashtag Legend of Zelda. Hashtag Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Yeah. Now, that game is being touted as an open-world game. Right. And when I was watching some of the gameplay, it kind of made me think that, like, Ocarina of Time, which is, like, one of the older games that I've played, and I only played it recently because someone made me... Someone. is kind of open world like because you can go to a lot of places Correct. and generally most open world games work in such a way where you do have to complete certain things anyways to access certain areas right so in grand theft auto which is traditionally an open world game especially in the older games there was a bridge that was always closed off mm-hmm. you had to get far enough in the story and then the construction on the bridge would be over and now you have access to this new neighborhood gotcha um ocarina of time was similar Maybe you needed to get a certain tunic that would allow you not to get damaged when you're in a volcano. Sure. Um, so, this new Zelda game could be like that. Might even be more open. Yeah, I think it's going to be more open, <clears throat> it seems like. I did um, read an article saying that you can beat the game without doing anything in the story. Right. Uh, yeah, Ocarina of Time is a bad example. I know it's the one that you played, um, but it's kind of a bad example because you're you're right. You can walk around and do a bunch of things. There's a bunch of side quests. There's all, all this stuff going on. But it is smaller in nature than some of the other Zelda games, like 
Skyward Sword, for example, is a really good example. Newer, though. Newer, yeah. I mean, it was probably bigger in scope in terms of its relative release date. Like, Ocarina of Time was probably one of the bigger games. Oh, absolutely, yes. That's a good point, too. But I think um, when thinking about Breath of the Wild, referencing Ocarina of Time probably isn't useful or isn't as useful as referencing Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword is huge. Uh, there exists... So so Link lives on an island called Skyfall. From Skyfall, he falls from the sky into various other lands mm. below, uh, of which there are, like, regions that you choose to fall into. And in each of those regions, there's temples and whatever, just like any other Zelda sort of game. Sort of Zelda game. All Zelda games. Um... But there's also, like, those regions exist as worlds that you can run around and do a million things in. Right. Not to mention, there's other stuff in the sky when you're falling. Right. There's other islands in the sky that you can fly to from Skyfall. Um, and there's, like... I, I did that game. I, like, insisted on doing doing a 100% completion of that game because I was being a nerd that day. Mm-hmm. Or that, 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 that day. <laughs> yeah, that day. I did it all in a day. That month. Yeah. Um, and it took me a really long time. There's a lot of content there. So Zelda games do have that. And I do like games like that, that have a lot of content and side quests. I play a lot of JRPGs. I like to do side quests, um, especially if they help in JRPGs anyway. They advance your character stats, which is sort of important. There's an extent to which you kind of have to do them, even though you don't have to do them. Um, but the problem with Skyrim, for me, is it's it's too open. There's too many options when you start talking about who your character is as a person. Like, are you a thief or are you a good guy? Like, are you going to steal this from this person's house or are you not? Like, these sort of, like, smaller choices that you make that aren't, like, dedicated side quests. Is this wrong? Am I saying it? You're looking no. at me like I'm insane. <laughs> I, I have to absorb what you're saying because what you're saying isn't wrong that there are a lot of choices, but it's interesting that you're putting so much stock into choices that I feel like when I play that game, we're just like, whatever. Yeah, it stresses me out. Well, I, don't, because, I don't know how to explain why. So again, another inappropriate comparison. Sure. But you, we play Smash Brothers. Sure. And we've often talked about how when you and I play, you tend to play faster characters and I tend to play slower heavy hitters. Yep. Um... And I feel like that's a similar mentality with Skyrim. Like, you have this game, you could play it a lot of different ways, so how do you just want to play it? Do you want to run into the room and bash everybody's face, or do you want to be a little bit more quiet about it? Sure. And that's, like, the choice. And then from there, there's just logical ways that a character would behave moving forward in terms of stats. Right. A sneaky character would need higher agility. Sure. Right? And a bigger character would need bigger strength. You know, and I haven't played in a while, so I forget what the stats well, are. Well, and maybe too, maybe I didn't give Skyrim enough of a chance, though I, I did spend a, a good amount of time playing it, I think enough of a chance. But but maybe I didn't, because the problem I faced with Skyrim was not knowing what the results of my choices would be. The reason I play as fast characters in Smash Brothers is because I know that I play well as them. It's a choice that I make because I like their fighting style and I am more effective of a fighter. As one of those characters, as opposed to Ganondorf or Donkey Kong or whoever. Um, And the same thing goes with Zelda, right? Like, so when you're talking about side quests in a JRPG or in a Zelda game, um, you're talking about things that have a... There's, like, a mission. There's a start. There's a definitive beginning, middle, and end to it. It's not about developing your character necessarily. It's just something that you can choose to do or not do. And then that's totally up to you, whether you choose it or not. But I think my problem with Skyrim is I didn't understand the consequences of the things that I was doing moving forward. So I, I wasn't, like, aware of, am I creating a sneaky character? Because like, I didn't really understand the mechanics of what I was doing. And I just started getting approached by, like, so many different people. I got to a point where, like, this person asked me to help him with a thing, and this person asked me to help him with a thing, and this person asked me to help him with a thing. And I was like, this is too much. I don't know who to help and I don't know what to do. Okay. And I couldn't make a decision because all the stuff they were telling me was about things that existed in that world that I didn't understand. Sure. So I didn't understand what it meant to help this peasant or whatever over this other person over here in terms of like what that, what any of it meant. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But why does it matter if you don't know anything about the world? Because you don't have an opinion about anybody there. Right. So you shouldn't really be upset if you upset someone or whatever and it changes the way the right, story Right, but if I don't forward. care, I don't want to play. And I didn't care. Okay. Do you know All what right. I'm saying? Like, I got to this point just... where I felt like overwhelmed and I didn't care hmm. because I didn't know. Right. 
I don't know. That's the problem I had. I'm just speaking of personal experience. I think Skyrim is a great game, and to go back to the remaster of Skyrim, I think it looks fucking beautiful. Sure. And I'm really excited for people to have this game. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's all we'll say about it. Okay. Um, so, go back to Legend of Zelda. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is the game. E3 con- E3's coming out. The only thing that you would have cared about out of this conference no- going in would have been Legend of Zelda. Absolutely. Um, thoughts? I'm a longtime Zelda fan. What? Listeners, just what? so you know. That should have been your fact this week. <laughs> My name is Amanda, and I'm a longtime Zelda fan. No, I have to cut that now. You already <laughs> did fuzzy socks, Amanda. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Thoughts? I mean, so you've made it a point not to watch too much of it because you obviously want to enjoy the experience. I did. Um, I will tell my full story about this. I was not excited for E3, even though I knew Zelda was going to be a main talking point of E3 in so many ways because I'd been burned. Nintendo had already burned me on this Zelda game. I've been very worried for a number of years at this point that this game was never going to come out or that I was never going to get it on Wii U. Right. Listeners, I purchased my Wii U because I was promised Zelda Wii U, and that's why that's literally why I bought that system, because I was going to play it, and so I just wanted to have it for whenever it came out. Um, it is seeming like it is going to come out for Wii U, so I don't have to be too angry, but all these, the delays that went along with it, you know, I think it was an E3 or two ago that I saw Miyamoto himself play... Zelda U. I think he played it last year. They might have okay. announced it the year before, but last year they definitely played it. And it was like, this is great. And it all looked like it was working and done. Like right. he was, pl- wherever he was, was like, so I just didn't understand. And so I was angry and I didn't didn't care what they had to say about it. Right. Then the trailer came out at E3. This year. This 2016, year. yep. And I cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, a, a little bit, listeners. Just a little bit. Just like a, a couple tears formed in my eyes because it looks beautiful. It looks really, really beautiful and I'm really, really excited. I then went on to watch some gameplay footage of that like 56 minute gameplay footage video. I probably watched about the first 15 minutes of it. I don't want to spoil too much of the game for myself, though it does seem like that video is just him running around in open world doing well, seemingly thing random too, things. Because there's also only like... A certain amount of that world that was available during sure. this gameplay. Right. Um, during the actual press conference, I believe they did a they showed the map of what was being shown during the conference, and it's like small. Right. You know, it was like section one of seven or something. Like I see. That, you know, and of course you can argue what is in each of those sections because maybe they're big, but there's nothing in them. Right. But um. Yeah, well, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, I am a little bit worried about it because of this open world thing a little bit. I'm hoping that because it's a Zelda world, I'll care in a way that I just didn't care about Skyrim world uh, enough for whatever reason. Um, But I am a little worried about it because I I didn't see any gameplay footage or hear any talk or anything about how temples are working or like the stuff that I want there that is Zelda. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that stuff is still there. So, um so yeah, but we don't really know that much. There's a lot I have questions about too. Like, is Ganondorf in this game? Mm. Where does this game take place in the timeline? Is Zelda in this game? Right. Um, there's there's stuff I kind of want to know because it seems just from the gameplay of like you're just running around as Link in a world. Like, where's his mission? Where's his heroness? And if you're wasting all this time running around, what's the like, you know, what's the threat here? Like, right. what are we fighting against? What are we trying to make sure it doesn't happen um, to be the hero? So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have I have fears, but I think it looks beautiful, and I think I'm going to love it. I'm really excited to play it. Without getting too political, okay. do you have thoughts about it just being another Boy Link game? Uh, did, did you like have any realistic expectations that there might be a playable female character in this game? No, I, I had no realistic expectations <laughs> that there would ever... I, I have no realistic expectations that there will ever be a Zelda game. With a female... Canon lead. Zelda game that will have a female playable character. Even if it's some weird switchy situation where you play as Zelda and Link is the trapped one? Or some weird nonsense like that? Um, no, I have zero faith that okay. that will ever happen. Okay. If, if yeah. it does, I think it will be considered somehow separate from the like canon of the games. Okay. Because obviously we have other games where you can play as female characters, like in Hyrule Warriors right. or um, 
whatever is coming. Is is Linkle going to be in Hyrule Warriors 2? What is that? What is she coming out in? Well, she came out in Hyrule Warriors 3DS. 3DS. There you go. Right. And okay. I don't know if she was ever added to the actual Wii U version. Yeah, I don't... Well, we haven't played it in a while. So... Right. But I doubt it. Yeah. And then maybe uh, it was DLC or something. Right, right, right. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't... So just par for the course, you think? It was just going to happen. Everybody needs to stop. Are people actually complaining? Like people actively? were bummed. Like I said, there was there was a lot of rumors going around the week before because of artwork that was released that really made it seem like there was a female version of the character you play as because of like the character on a horse or something like that. Well, like there was such a way. Right. I'm glad that I didn't see that artwork then because I think that I might be mad if I was was operating under the belief that I was going to have this thing. Right. But if people thought it who didn't see that thing, then I think there's those people are stupid. To believe that there is ever going to be a female player playable character in a Zelda game. Your eyebrows are saying a lot during this conversation. <laughs> um, so let me. So I'm just. I just remember this. I would have sent it to you if I had thought about it. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm a, not attacking you, but I'm surprising you with this information. Okay. But obviously, it, so it's a question that is asked of the creators of Zelda. Oh, sure, all the especially time. this week because, like I said, there was this groundswell I just see. the week before. So he responded that Miyamoto did. Yes. Okay. That um, the way the characters are currently with like Ganondorf, Link, and Zelda Mm -hmm. balance out the Triforce. Right. And to make Link a female would throw off the balance of the Triforce. Oh my god. Now that's stupid, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I I want to rip his eyes out of his fucking face. People try to like. <laughs> that's such bullshit. Some some idiot. I don't think he has to be a. I don't. I don't even know that I want the link to be a girl. But to claim that changing the gender of a character would throw the Triforce out of balance is a stupid fucking thing to say. Right. People. People. <laughs> those. I saw somewhere in a comment that somebody was like, "Well, Ganondorf is a demon, and Link is a boy, and Zelda's a girl, so it's like three things." When and everybody was like, "That's stupid." That is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry. There's That's a really great stupid. graphic that somebody posted where um, they basically did all of the things that Link was in, like Majora's Mask. Oh, when he was with the with the different masks, like okay. he was a tree shrub and he yeah, was like yeah, whatever. Was, and so, yeah, like, obviously, and it's not like, like super yeah. important at that time that Link was only a boy. You know. Right. Um. Here, I have this picture. Okay. I'm going to pull it up, and I will read it to you. Okay. Um, so it says... I broke it. Stand by. Okay, Link can be... Blonde-haired, brown-haired, pink-haired, split into four-color-coded versions of himself, partners with two other seemingly identical but also color-coded links, a train conductor, a rabbit, wolf, plant thing, fish man, rock man, god, an octa-orc... Octorock. Octorock. Moblin, like like ghost inhabitants, a suit of armor that teaches his future incarnation skills. Partners with an alternate timeline wolf version of himself, <laughs> um, and then things that Link can never be. It would destroy the whole character, nay, the franchise. A woman. Yeah. This is the image that was created sometime in response to. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That said, I don't think I'm ever going to get a female Link, and I'm not even trying to fight for one, really. I mean, if I got one, I would be fucking thrilled. Right. I'd be, like, the most excited person on the planet, so right. don't get me wrong there. I just, like, have zero hopes for it, and yeah. that's... And I think that's... And I think it's fine. I'm not sitting around angry about it. Okay. But I am angry about any rhetoric about the reasons why he can't be. Especially from non... Well, no, from anybody. From anybody. I was going to say from non-developers, because, well, what the fuck do they know? But yeah, even no, from, from developers, anybody. because they're being stupid. Bullshit. Yeah. If you want to... I understand. Link is the face of the franchise. If you want to keep Link looking like Link... That's fine. Yeah. I understand why. There are good reasons for that. Right. Money, good reasons, you know? Right. So that's fine. But don't, like, sit around and say it's because it can't happen right. in this fictional fucking universe where anything can happen. Right, right, right. Like, That's a ridiculous thing to say, you know? So. Um, I'm really excited that he can climb stuff. I'm excited that he can jump. He you know jump, what looks yeah. fun? Did you see shield surfing? No. Oh, it's pretty fun. So basically what he does is like if, if it's you're like at the, a hill. Yeah, yeah, like if you're at the top of a hill, you can jump in the air and put your shield underneath yourself and slide down the hill. That's cool. Did you see that weird like parachute thing that he had? Oh yeah. He has that in Skyward Sword. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, so it's not, it, it's, it looks it's exciting to me. I wonder if it looks different. I it look remember. it looked like a four sided frame with a piece of fabric holding over it. Like it wasn't a full on. Okay. Yeah. It's so more it, of a it looks thing. different. Okay, it's not yeah. it's not the sailcloth from yeah. Skyward Sword. But he did have a thing where he could glide. Gotcha. Yeah, in Skyward Sword. All right. Um, I'm excited that Link can be naked because I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was like in his boxers in one of the swimming shots, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I saw in the gameplay footage I watched, I saw somebody change his costume, mm-hmm. much in the same way that you change uh, tunics in Ocarina of Time since right. you played that. Uh, you can like. I'm change. obviously not a big Zelda fan. He's going to happen. Right. He's going to have. Um, like, it looked like there's going to be a lot of sort of skins for him in that way. I see. Multiple tunics. Right, right, right. right. One of them including nudity. <laughs> By okay, nudity, boxers. I mean he has like shorts on. Yeah. 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 But okay. no shirt. And I'm excited. Sure. I like his ponytail. I'm pretty into it. Yeah, he's got a little, little bit of like a pirate, like a, like a will, whatever his face from Pirates of the Caribbean thing going. Yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I sort of appreciate it too, because especially in the last couple games, he's had that hair hanging by his face, but it's sort of like unexplainable and weird. Right. So it makes more sense that he's pulled his hair back, and right. those pieces and just like don't pieces reach. Falling, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Yeah, so I think he looks great. I think it looks great. I'm really excited. Like I said, I I cried a little. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It is going to be available for both Wii U and NX. Right. NX has no release date right now. And also, they technically haven't specifically said that uh, this Legend of Zelda game will be a launch title for the NX. Mm. Which means, that for whatever weird reason, it's possible that the NX may come out first, and then this game will come out. I see. Um, and then, personally, too... You... When is it being released for the Wii U? Is there a date? I didn't see that. No, there's no date. Yeah. Yeah. No, no date for either. Though. Either. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I'm just curious if, like, it just won't be released until this other thing happens first. Yeah. So you just have to wait forever. We're close, though. I mean, I feel like it's got to be 2017. I mean, I don't want to put any numbers on sure, it. Sure. I mean, I've been burned and I'm already upset. That's fair. But, I, I mean, an hour upset. long of gameplay, though, is a lot. Like, that's commitment. Yeah, no, it's true. You know? Um, okay. But game of the show for you the show the game that you're most interested in that you've heard about this week maybe okay okay i'm very excited about it i was already excited about it that's the thing i don't know how much more excited about it i am sure so you're just at a point where it's like fucking come out just fucking come out i was at that point two years ago okay yeah well let's switch gears okay let's talk about a game that i'm looking forward to okay for once amanda (laughs) (laughs) it's called grow up oh yeah it's the sequel to a game called Grow Home. Yep. In which you are a little red robot that's fallen from your mothership onto a weird planet. You have to use this really wonky, but to me, fun, physics-based uh, movement to make this plant that's on the planet grow tall enough so that you can reach your ship again. Mm-hmm. And that's like the end of the campaign. There's some like fun collecty stuff throughout the game, too. Very short. I beat it a couple months ago in like an hour 45. Um, But I've bought it twice. So this sequel... Oh, so that being said, the hour 45, I was telling Amanda earlier too, that this game was um, an actual internal game for the Ubisoft people. Like that version of Ubisoft. So some of the developers did this thing really quick and they shared it around the office and everybody thought it was really fun. So like, well, let's just release it. So I'm sure they added a little bit more polish and released it. So it's a short game. I'm really excited about this sequel because now they know it's going to be a game. So I'm really curious to see what they flesh out. Are there going to be multiple places to grow the plant from? Is the, you know, area just going to be wider, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not just up. It's also sideways. Right. Um, What new gadgets will he have? Because in the game, he can only, he has a boost. Mm -hmm. He can pick up flowers or leaves to help gliding and flying. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. But I saw it looked like he had like a mechanical glider mm. that maybe he could actually like rocket far distances. Um, so I'm just excited. It was a really fun little premise that I think, I mean, even if they don't change a lot, just a bigger world to play in, that seems fun to me. Uh, but you've been watching me play it a little bit. Yeah, I had watched you play it a couple months ago too. Come on. Well, do you have thoughts? Amanda? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, um, I like this game. I like to watch you play. It's very relaxing. Mm. Um, I mean, it's stressful at times, I suppose, but 
It's pretty relaxing. I have played it a little bit, um, and I think it's fun. I'm not as excited about it as you because right. I just don't have the same level of enthusiasm about it That's that correct. you have. You do not. But I like it. I think yeah. it's great and fun, and um, and I'm interested to see this one too. And yeah, I, I have the same sort of thoughts as you. Like, it looks adorable and just as fun as Grow Home, but but like more, more. Yeah, is it just yeah. bigger? Is that the is that the only real difference? Like, right. I, I just want to know because I'm okay. I don't even need a story. Yeah. It's just one of those weird games where it's like the mechanics are just fun enough. Like it's just like get back to this place and yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I, – I, I guess I just have questions about like what Why? it is other no. than bigger. Sure. And is it just bigger and that's it? And if so, how much longer would it be or like how much more challenging or, or that sort of thing? Hmm. I also was curious um, and I was going to ask you, is this coming out for PC only, for consoles? For I think everything. You think everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it originally only came out for PC first. Right, that's why. I Maybe asked. also Xbox because Xbox and PC have like a thing where I okay. guess it's just easier to develop for both. Um, but it came out for PS4 later, and, that, and I picked it up like as soon as it came out for PS4. Right. Um, yeah, but I believe because this is a full-on game, it'll come out for everything. Gotcha. That's cool. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about it? No, just looking forward to it. I just you know, I just want to talk about something that maybe that I was also. Excited. No, I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited. Um, but just to let everybody know, it comes out August 2016, is what they're saying right now. So that's pretty soon. Super soon. Yeah. I didn't. So I made a list of games that we should look at. Amanda did a much better job by researching them and putting release dates. Because yeah. the list I have is the list I sent you. Oh, I see. But yeah, I, I have some. Facts. I have some release dates. So August 2016 is what we've got for Grow Up. That is great. Although super tough because. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky comes out. I know. That's okay. I can play both. I can do it. Okay. I might not see you so much, but I can do it. <laughs> I have faith in you, and that's okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about some stuff that um, no one's played before in this place, in this magnificent recording studio of Dangerous to Go Alone. Of my kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, special guest, the refrigerator, who is being quiet right now, which is great. Yeah. And her brother, the clock. The clock. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Is this an Xbox exclusive? That's my first question. That's a great question. I believe it is. Okay. Um, it was pitched I just want to, to start there. Yeah, it was pitched to me as Xbox's Destiny, but with pirates. <laughs> that does not sound exactly right, mm -hmm. but, but I can see the comparison, I suppose. I mean, essentially, uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's a game where it looks like you are in a world shared with other players. I don't know the size. They haven't announced it. But it looked like at least 12 players. Um, you are all pirates. Um, and you could actually operate a pirate ship, sail the seas, run into other players who are also pirates, who also have a ship. And you could get into sea battles with them. Mm-hmm. I think you could stop and like trade loot, and I think you could also just ignore them entirely. Um, the gameplay that they showed was literally just this kind of engagement: two different groups of players, like finding a ship for the first time and messing around. A couple minutes in, they engage for the first time, and they, one team wins. And then a third group of players, who we haven't seen in the video thus far, showing up and then wiping the floor with the other team that had just fought a battle. Um, I did not see this video. I watched oh, a different video. Oh, you watched a different video. Okay. I did. Um, well, it looked really fun. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, so we weren't, we weren't going to talk about it, but I will say um, Xbox announced new consoles that are coming out at the end of this year and next year. Uh, first is the Xbox One S, which mm -hmm. is essentially their slim version of Xbox One. Retails at $299. And then next year is Xbox One Scorpio. Maybe that's not the whole name, but it's called Scorpio. It is going to be a more powerful Xbox One unit that still runs the exact same games that Xbox One does proper. It's going to be able to run at 4K resolution, um, which is basically like the new HD nowadays. Right. Um, we don't know what the price point is, but obviously more. Right. Um, but with the Xbox One S coming out at the end of the year, I'm wondering if Xbox One Originals will go down in price. They might. And if that happens, I could see me picking one up. So a lot of these Xbox One exclusives won't feel so out of reach anymore. Sure, sure. Um, because generally on this podcast, we just like to play games. Early on in the console generation, 
battle stuff, we have to pick something, obviously. Of course. But at the end of the day, we just want to play something. Yeah, I agree. So, totally agreed. Um, but yeah, Sea of Thieves looked really, really kind of like a fun thing. I obviously want to see what else happens. Sure. Because the problem with these games um, is that, uh, like, you need to know people to play them first, right? right? Yeah. Otherwise, you have to go through this trouble of, like, finding people. Yeah. In-game matchmaking is kind of terrible sometimes because you don't know if the people you match with are the people who want to do what you want to do. Right. Say you're matchmaking one night and you definitely want a mana pirate ship. Right. And you match with three other people. Two of them are like, yeah, let's do it. And one other person's like, no, I want to do this thing on this island. Right. And that's annoying. Maybe you can kick them. Maybe not. Right. But then you get on the ship and the other two are like, I want to be the captain. Right. I want to be the captain. You know, and they're like, you're like, well, you either you guys can be the captain, but I got to know how to man these other positions. Yeah. It's all just kind of shitty. For Destiny, people had to kind of go to the internet and create forums to fill in that void of not being able to find people who play how you play. And Sea of Thieves feels like a game that's exactly going to do that to the fan base. I think so. I I have to say, too... uh, well, let me just also start by saying this is this does not look like something I would ever play mm. myself. Um, but I know, I can see why you're excited about it. And mm. I think it looks awesome in so many ways. But I do have, based on the video that I watched and the way the co-op worked, it seems more difficult even than Destiny, I think, to play with strangers. Mm. It's, it seems a lot more like, I mean, I'm not saying you have to know people super well or right. whatever, but like to have played with somebody that you have never played before seems like it might be more of a challenge. Not sure. impossible, but I think it might be more challenging than Destiny because it's not necessarily about a raid. It's it, because it's bigger than that, it seems to me. Right. It's like we are playing open world together. Right. We're not playing missions together. Right. But again, that's just what it seemed like right. from what I no, watched. So fair. I don't know if that's true. So I do have some concerns for you that you're not going to find this as enjoyable as you might if you had the right people to play with. That's probably and true. could do that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because um, you didn't seem to suffer any problem with Destiny. No, well, because I wanted to play it so bad, and I wasn't in the I wasn't the only person, pardon the pun, in that boat. Right. Ba-bum-cha. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of people also trying to figure out this problem, and right. they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely a we'll see sort of thing. Uh, but another game that was announced at the Xbox conference, I believe, We Happy Few. Yes. Um, and you were... Yeah, this might be the thing I'm most excited about that come out of E3, because I, I knew Zelda was coming out of right, it, right. and it excites me. But this is something I had not heard of at all that I think looks fucking awesome. Um, well, well, so explain it a bit. What, what, did, what did you see? Uh, so, so We Happy Few appears to be, based on the trailer, a game about a... Is it in the future, do you think? Like, I don't know. It's an alternate universe, right, perhaps right. in the future, in which the inhabitants of this world um, take a pill called joy, and everybody takes it, and it makes them happy, and makes the world all fine and dandy and colorful and good. Um, and you play as this character, I think his name was Arthur? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Um, who... I can't tell from the trailer if he accidentally kind of doesn't take his joy and then chooses to after he hasn't taken it to not take it. But either way, for, for whatever reason, he does not take it and then decides not to take his joy. Hmm. Um, and the world becomes gray-looking visually and super fucked up. In the trailer, he goes into a room in which everybody is smashing a pinata happily for some reason. Um and they are encouraging him to also smash this piñata but he does not see a piñata he sees a rat like a kind of he, he doesn't it see it until he hits it he doesn't see it until he hits it yeah. that's right yeah he swings and then he sees the piñata for what it is which i right, think it's like is a rat, a rat. Yeah. some sort of large rat that's like a beaten bloody pulp on the on the table and then the other people who are on joy eat whatever they're like eating the blood yeah, off the fingers because they think it. it's yeah. candy from the pinata yeah they seem to be licking up blood off their fingers yeah. um so it's super fucked up what's actually going on in this world when you're off this pill yeah um and then uh they insist he take it they're like you need to take your joy you forgot to take it and he's like i, I don't want to take it or whatever and he runs off and people are chasing him because he has not taken his joy. They call him a downer. And they call him a downer, which is apparently some sort of threat, of course, to this right. society that they all live in, um, because he knows the truth, 
right that it's not a happy world at all right well or whatever that's that's definitely what we see and that's definitely an interesting premise for a game in terms of art style it's really reminiscent of something bioshock like yeah this weird i really like the art because it's like it's like a callback to like the 1920s yeah you know but But it's it's also sort of cartoony right it's a little bit more caricature yeah Yeah. caricature is a good word um everybody has white face paint on Mm mm-hmm they might even have their smiles painted on, maybe right. something like that. Um, from what I heard, the game is a little bit survivally. Okay. Because I was like, well, that's gonna be weird. Like, if it just jumps into like a first-person shooter. So well, what, that's you go the thing. Yeah, I was curious people. about that because I am not a big fan of first-person shooters. So right. I, I, I think I could deal with a first-person game, mm. but I don't know that I could deal with a first-person shooter. So that's my concern. But it doesn't seem like the kind of game where he's gonna acquire a gun. Yeah, it seem what what I. It doesn't seem like a world in which yeah. there are guns, really, even. Right, because even the two cops who get you at the end of that trailer have like nightsticks, night sticks, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Well, so. Yeah, so I heard about the survival thing. So I'm curious if, like, maybe, you play in this world first person style, but you have to behave in a certain way to give the impression to other people that you are not. A downer. A downer, right. That's interesting. I also wonder if you have the option throughout the game to take joy. Sure. To allow you to go through certain areas, but maybe at a point, like, you can't take too much of it because it'll be bad, or you can't take too little of it because you'll whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then on a philosophical level, total speculation. Don't even talk about it if you don't want to, but, like, what if him not taking joy is his problem because, like, when he doesn't take joy, what he sees is wrong. Right. Right. Like, what if he... So what if we play this game as this delusioned, crazy person in a world that's actually pretty good? Well, I think that's... That's what I like about this game. I'm the the kind of person, first of all, who likes a good story Mm. out of my games. But also, I like um, games that that sort of ask the big questions. Just like I I like my movies to ask questions. I like my books to ask questions about um, the way in which we all walk around in this world and think about this world. Right. So, like, The Last of Us is a game I really love because I think at the end of that game really begs a big question to you of, like, do you think Joel did the right thing or not? Right. And whether you think he did or he didn't, I'm not trying to give this this game away right now, but whether you think he did or he didn't says something about how you philosophically yourself look at the world. Right. Um, and I think that's going to be the same thing with this game. This game is asking a really big question, not even just because maybe he's wrong. Right. But also because is it so wrong to go? Is it wrong to go around in the world taking pills to make the world not seem to be horrible? Right. If the world is horrible, and again, if it if it is, then what do you do when right. the world is horrible? Right. Um, so it all just depends on how it all got created, who, yeah. whose idea yeah. Joy was, all this stuff. So it's just all a bunch of stuff that I am interested in finding out more about. Right. If I don't play this game myself, I want to watch somebody play this game because I I like want to know. Okay. That trailer was very compelling, and I want to know what happens, and I want to know more about this world. Yeah. Which is not how I feel about Skyrim. Right. For example. Yeah. I mean, Skyrim is a good <laughs> game in terms of core gameplay. But right. I understand what you're saying in terms of that you weren't sold into the world. So right. that makes sense. And obviously, that's the first step you have to take. Right. If you can't take it, then there's nothing else after Then there's nothing there for you. Right. Um, okay. So we have a little bit more time, about 10 more minutes. So we'll we'll go through some of these quick, which is okay. That's yeah, why I saved them at the end. Yeah, these ones are quick. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go down this list. We got Resident Evil Seven. Yep. Was announced. Uh, so I don't know if you know this. In Japan, the Resident Evil series is called Biohazard. Oh. So. Did not know that. This game is called Resident Evil Seven. Biohazard. And in Japan, it's called Biohazard Seven Resident Evil. That's awesome. It's like the only time they've ever done that. And that's what <laughs> I think it's that's called. great. Yeah. I really like that. That's funny. Um. You didn't really play any Resident Evils? You nope. played? Didn't you play one? I thought you played one. I watched... Someone play four. Is that the co-op one? Five, five. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some wait, people play five. They were like five. in Africa and it's like sandy and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's co-op though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, I've definitely seen bits of some of the other yeah. games. Um, well, because this one's first person. Those are all third. Yes. Right? So this yeah. is like a big thing that they're doing for this. Right. And the demo that's been being played at E3, as well as what they showed at the conference... Is not in the game at all. Oh, really? It's a specific like, teaser. That house? Yeah. Okay. So it's like a teaser made to like give you the vibe that they're going for for Resident Evil. So the questions, well, one obviously to me it reminds me exactly of PT. 
which was that Silent Hills demo. Yes. Right? That's exactly what I thought of when I was watching and it, And I also yeah. feel like it's not as good because... Wow. Okay. And I didn't play it. <laughs> it's available for us to play. The demo? Yeah. So oh, we should so do So it. we should download it. Yeah. Um, it'll be terrifying. Yeah. But I feel like... Because what they did was they're like, wow, this fucking teaser game got massive downloads, huge drama, whatever. Like, we have to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they probably didn't go as far. I think they did a lot of surface things to give that vibe yeah like find little like because that's what i've heard a lot of people are finding like little pieces of things Mm -hmm. but no one's really uncovered stuff right i mean pt had this thing where you had to do a series of things for like a long time right and then say words into a microphone at a certain point to trigger something you know yeah like it got really complicated yeah um i don't think resident evil this demo is anything like that? Well, but to be fair, they have different goals, right? It's true, but yeah. I do think that's what inspired them to make this sure, absolutely demo, you know? Definitely. Because that was the thing about 100%. PT, too, was that the PT demo was not going to be in the game. This was like right. a, a self-contained thing yeah. that's supposed to share the impression. Um, I'm probably not going to play it. I'll play the demo. That'll be fun for you and me to play. Yeah, I think uh, so. But I'm not, I don't like scary games. Yeah, but I don't it, think that you, cool. you could play this game. But yeah. it does look super pretty. Um, also, it's... it's all available in VR. Oh, God. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, and by terrible, I just mean scary, scary as fuck. Scary as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly, darling. All right. Um, but yeah, I thought the trailer was super compelling, though. It, it almost made me feel like, I should play Resident Evil. I had this moment where I was like, maybe I'd like these. I don't know. It yeah, looks great. A, it has a great... Like, that's going to be a fun YouTube video. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be agree. happy to watch someone play that someone game. Someone play it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. All right. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, just Sorry. For, the, for the listeners, Please. January 2017. 2017. 2017. January. But early, yeah. Okay. Okay, it's coming. For Resident, 7, Resident Evil 7, yeah. Biohazard. Or Biohazard Bi- 7, Resident Evil. I forget what it is. But it was, that's so funny. I forget where I read it, but, like, there's a place. Maybe it's an online seller. What they do is they list the games by all their titles. So it has it as Resident Evil 7 Biohazard slash Biohazard oh, 7 funny. Resident Evil. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh my god, that's so funny. All right. Okay, uh, Crash Bandicoot Remastered was announced. Yes. 2017. Now, yeah. Just saying it. 1, 2, and 3. Yep. Well, it's 1, 2, and the third game is it's like Warped or something. It has like a name. It's not number 3. But it's like the third game. In this yeah, series. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so did you see this coming based on your experiences, spoiler alert, at the beginning of Uncharted? Uh, I mean, I don't know that I saw it coming. Yeah. But the fact that it was announced, I was like, that makes total fucking sense. Right. Um, and also something else happened recently with Crash Bandicoot 2, not just Uncharted 4. Am I making this up? Well, there was another announcement at the show that um, it was... There's going to be a Crash Bandicoot figure and character in a new Skylanders oh, game. that's right. That's right. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah. I mean, they're clearly trying to bring Crash back. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think I would say I saw it coming based on Uncharted 4. Sure. But how excited were you for that scene in Uncharted 4? That was really great. It so, was really great. Yeah, without going into too much detail about it, we'll have an Uncharted 4 spoiler cast soon. I'm almost done with it. Yep. But um, toward the beginning, there's a bit where Nate plays Crash Bandicoot via us playing Crash Bandicoot, looking right. at his TV with a PlayStation original hooked up to yep. it. Yeah, super cool. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah, pretty yeah, fun. Totally great. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, ab- about these games. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of excited. I I was a Nintendo kid growing up. I yeah. I never had a PlayStation until the PS3. Right. So the only Crash Bandicoot experience I ever had was like at friends' houses and stuff. So I I never played a lot. Right. Um, I I don't know that I'm like rushing out to buy this. Right. But I could see myself wanting to experience it since I never have before, and. On top of that, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there who are big Crash Bandicoot right. fans who are very excited to see this come back. I think this is a game, though... Like, so you bought the remastered versions of Uncharted. I did. And, but, but, but there was a compelling reason to move forward, aside from number four coming out, which right. is supposed to be a big game. But there was a story in between, right? Um, what like, do you mean? Sorry. Like, Uncharted 1 had a story. Yeah, yeah. And you wanted to see what happened oh, with these Uncharted characters. Oh, Uncharted 2, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, I can't say, is like that because he's going to be closer to like a Mario. Right. In that it's just this general concept of him fighting a bad guy. Yeah. So 
could you play through three games of that, even if they're remastered, especially if you've never played them before? And not you, but anybody. Yeah, but, like, what do they cost? I mean, if you're going to get three games worth of content for... 60 bucks, let's say. Let's say 60. I mean, I don't know. Well, because I guess Why I... any more than anything else? If you've never played them, then it's just a new game to you, like any other game. People like Mario. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Why are you giving me an idea right now? Because I don't understand what you're trying to say. What's your problem with Crash Bandicoot? People want to play it, I'm sure. You don't think so? Well, because you played your Uncharted games quick. Yeah, but but I had a reason to. Because Uncharted 4 was coming out, and I had never touched Uncharted before that I played the remasters. Right, but I mean, like, did it become a chore at some point? Uh, no, because I had the time. Yeah, I had the time, and I wanted to play them, yeah. You're giving me a look now. But I'm trying to say, and it'd be easier if you tried to tone the look down. Okay. Because you haven't judged. I feel judged. All right? Um, Sorry. Because, like, I just feel like no one's going to, like, play, run to play these games quickly. It's going to be a thing where you play the first one, you're like, okay, that was pretty fun. And then maybe two and three sit on the shelf for a bit until you want to revisit them. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? No, nothing's wrong with it. Okay. I'm just asking if you think that's going to happen. Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. It depends on the person. No, obviously. All right, forget it. Forget it. This is a bad line of question. Amanda doesn't want to play anymore. I'm sorry. Moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, you have anything else about Crash Bandicoot you want to talk about? No. Okay. Spider-Man <laughs> PS4 is coming out. Exclusive to Sony PlayStation. It's supposed to be open world. Um, it's created by not the same company that did the original run of Spider-Man games, which was like Treyarch. Mm. Um, Activision, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you saw the trailer. I did. You like Spider-Man in general. I do. Those things put together give you a feeling of... Yeah, I'm excited to try it. I mean, I'm not... I'm, I'm not... I don't, I don't need it right the second. Mm. I don't... Like, it's fine. If That's whenever... okay because it's not coming out soon. <laughs> right? Um, we have no release date on this one, to my knowledge. Um yeah. But I thought it looked really, really good and potentially fun, and I've never really played any superhero video games, so I uh, am excited about the chance to maybe try one. Um, but because it's not really a genre that I play, it's not like I'm like super stoked out of my mind and can't wait in a way that some people are really excited when they saw this game. Right. Do you feel really excited? I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 was my favorite superhero game of all time, probably. Whoa. So it's Spider-Man 2 based on Spider-Man 2 the movie. Um yeah, and it was just good. There was like an unlock system for different combos that were really fun and felt like they made the game more fun to play. Like there was a reason to keep getting them. It was one of the first games that had like, or at least one of the first games I played that had these like miscellaneous open world type missions. Like so-and-so needs help way over here. So go check it out. And it's like arbitrary, but you do it because you get experience and the experience you use to unlock these combos. Yeah, and I like that. I yeah. like games. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about JRPGs and leveling up with side quests and things like Zelda too, which doesn't level you up, but you have these side quests where right. you can choose to help people if you'd like and right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm into that. I mean, Skyrim has that, but it's fine. I don't, um, get, it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. The farmer was asking for help, Amanda. How like, offended do you but think do he I felt when you were him or not? I feel stressed out. He was a, he was just a farmer. I feel so stressed out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. It. I mean, we'll see. The last games have been pretty much dog shit. Spider Man uh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they keep putting them in rooms. They keep making the story linear. And there's nothing wrong with a linear game, but uh, there was a, a series of Spider Man games that came out on the original PlayStation. Mm. The announcer in the game was Stan Lee. It was oh. like Enter Electro was one of them or whatever. You know, and they were really right. closer to a mix of the comic book and the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And those were really fun. And those were linear. Right. Um, but they were still like outside or whatever, you know. Or like the way the controls were. It didn't make it feel like you were claustrophobic when you were in a hallway. Uh, then games haven't been able to do that lately. So, I don't know. This is an opportunity. We'll see what they do with it. Yep. I feel similarly. It looks good. His suit seems weird to me. Yeah, it's not a suit I've ever seen before. Yeah. It seems like a little bit of a mix of like... It's got too much white on it. Yeah, there's a there's a version of Spider-Man called the Scarlet Spider. Mm. Who wears like an all red suit. But he wears a sleeveless blue t-shirt with a black spider logo on it. Okay. Um, so it, re- it kind of is reminiscent of that. Mm. Like in terms of like the blueness and the whiteness of it. Sure. You know, the color scheme. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. But it's an opportunity, so that's what I'm excited for. But that's going to do it here at Dangerous to Go Alone. Um, if you're listening, uh, you, there's a lot of ways for you to listen. You can check us out on Stitcher, 
iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts. Um, it goes on and on. If you like it, leave a review, leave a comment, share it with your friends, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit me up on Twitter at J-A-Y underscore R-E-Y. And uh, that's about it. So we will see you next week. Goodbye. Later.